Welcome to Inspiring Salon Professionals, the podcast that allows every therapist, now tech and stylist to level up, build their career and reach for their dreams. Each episode we'll be looking at a different area of the industry and along the way I'll be chatting with salon owners, industry leaders and experts who'll be sharing their stories on how they achieved their goals, made their successes, all to inspire you in your business and career. I'm Sue Davies, your host, award-winning salon owner and industry professional. Welcome to Inspiring Salon Professionals. Hi there and welcome to this week's episode of Inspiring Salon Professionals. I've nearly forgot what I was called then. Um, I'm going to be joined today by the lovely Sarah Coggins-Smith, who many of you may know as the owner of Salon Industry Networking Group on Facebook. Um, it's a huge group and I share um, admin responsibilities with her. She asked me to be an admin years ago. And, um, and I've been on there in that role with her for some time. Um, Sarah has a history of salon management and ownership. And she also, as a result of um, some challenging life events, ended up pivoting her business into um, product design and creation. And she now provides a lot of um, different types of products. And we'll be talking about that and how you can access that information and how you can access her products because they really are lovely. And I have to say, I use a few of her little balms and stuff myself and they really are amazing. So let's hand over to the interview and I will see you on the other side. Okay, so welcome to Sarah Cogan-Smith. And I've just been corrected because I've got her name wrong on my intro. Um, and I should know better because I've known Sarah for so many years. But Sarah Cogan-Smith, welcome to Inspiring Salon Professionals. And thank you for joining me today. Um, we're going to have a chat about what your life is as a salon professional, um, as an owner, and as someone who's transformed their business into product um, creation and a product company and we're going to have a little chat around all of that so first of all if you could just tell me how you got into the industry and what made you want to join the salon industry to start with and how you got onto that that salon ownership journey just so we can kind of follow your pathway gosh um now you're asking I know I, my I'm journey not... starts a very 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 long time ago I um gosh qualified in July 1991 excellent back in the day back in the day and back in the day when we had to wear white dresses and white tights and white shoes oh, oh dear um, I'm so glad I missed that <laughs> so I turned 20 in the September so I've only just had my birthday a few days ago yeah, and there weren't any jobs around in my local town so yeah. I fresh out of college had to start my own business so I opened up the 25th of November 1991 and a lot of us now we we say about basing our prices and don't look at what other salons are doing and make sure yeah. you work them all out properly but all those years ago there wasn't any of that in business support so I did yeah. what most salons these days do and I picked out some price lists from the next town along yeah and based my prices on those which is what I did um, when I opened my salon too I was I know I think most of us do but you know I was the first salon to open up in yeah. our town so I think you know I could get away with it then it's not something I would do now but um you know those days somebody has to set the, the prices and yeah. go from there so that was how I started um fresh out of college just turned wow. 20 high street salon and I had that for 26 years until That's I moved out time. to the area and such such an achievement as well and I think as well people that kind of know you from um sing or salon industry networking group probably don't realize always that you have this huge this huge history um of salon ownership and management behind you and it, it and it's so and back then in the day 
um you know there was there were business coaches and there was nothing was there no internet there was nothing no we had the beauty shows I remember it was health and beauty salon magazine that that's yeah. been gone donkey's years yeah. and they had the um a beauty show that was in Brighton each yeah. year I think it was about March time in the Brighton so I'd always check along to Brighton yeah. and um, get my supplies and see what was new in the industry and have a chat yeah. with people it is, it's, it's changed so much hasn't it it has but yes and now there's so that... much support for for business development and growth and all that kind of stuff and and back I mean even when I started in the industry 20 20 years ago I started and there was there's nothing there was nothing you know you just sort of, no, kind of muddled you're through definitely and... very much on your own and salon owners didn't speak to other salon owners so no. it's very very isolated yeah so it's quite handy a few years ago when there was salon geek yeah community that we could all chat to and ask questions and remember being quite active on there and sort of helping out where I could and, and then and gradually... it's weird because I because I used to be on there when it like when it when it was originally now geek and then changed mm. to salon geek and it's so weird because our paths probably crossed so many times back then and um and yeah, we just we had we just names but yeah because yeah, we had yeah. usernames didn't we because I was crystal yeah. tippers I think I was originally cogsy and then I changed it to blue rose because yeah. but I remember Blue Rose. I do yes, remember. Yes, I know Rose. a lot of people do. <laughs> but it was it was like there's no faces, was there? It was it's it was it was a very different time, and it isn't. And of course, Salon Geek's still going, but it's um, it is. I haven't been on there for I ages. Know. I, I was searching was... something the other day, and it still and it came up, and I did go yeah. on there and read what the answer was to. I can't even remember what it was. I wanted to know. But um, yeah, but there was still yeah some answers and things going on there. I, I don't know. Yeah, and then it was some um, a few years ago that people were starting to migrate from them and get onto Facebook. Yeah. But there wasn't a community on Facebook for us all to have a no, chin wag and no. talk shop. So that's when I started the um, salon industry networking group. Although back originally with salon owners networking yeah. group, so it was just yeah. salon owners, which I was at the time, and then yeah. it's sort of just morphed and then um, there was that's that little yeah that little episode yeah that can't be spoken about yeah and we know the thing is and like now the listeners are going to be going oh what was that then yeah my group um, went from like 500 members which has taken years to get to 500 and then it just grew totally overnight yeah and then we relaxed it from salon owners to the salon industry yeah and then it's sort of just kind of morphed and grown from that yeah but yeah it was interesting time (laughs) it was a very interesting time that was back in 2015 I believe yeah February time (laughs) and it was and and for for those listening there were there was a um, something that happened in the industry that affected quite a lot of us, and um, and and it became a bit of a negative situation. And and the, what was called at that point song group was somewhere that those that were affected had a safe place to discuss things. But it 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 kind of escalated a little bit, and we we won't go. Into yeah, it. and then we got threatened with. Yeah, and there was there was a, there was a lot of issues around what was going on, and um, and it's probably best that we just goes put to bed. And, um, and we Move don't mention it. <laughs> but anyway, but it, but you know what though, off the off the back of that event, if I had if that hadn't have happened, I probably wouldn't have got to know you, and I wouldn't have got to know so many of the other people that are in mm, scene. I know. Um, and and it is, and it's a fantastic community that's been created. And if you're not a member of Southern Industry Networking Group, it's really worth going in to, mm-hmm. to see. There's lots of coaches and mentors and people in there that um, that promote their services in there, and you can do that too if you want to um and it but it is it's a really really lovely safe environment where you can go in and ask professional questions about 
anything in that's salon related. So that's a really, really good thing that Sarah set up. And and for the for the love of us, she keeps she keeps her tabs on the admin um, and making sure everything everything ticks over because it's a big group and it's a lot of work to make that happen. And I don't think until you've been an admin on a big group, I don't think you can ever appreciate the volume of work that goes into running these large groups because it is quite epic. And, um, yeah, and it's I'm constantly on your mind 24-7. I'm not yeah. as bad these days as I used to be because I've um, you know, a fab team of admin and yeah. people have me run the group. Yes, but um at one point it's like, oh my gosh, this is just too much. And yeah. we had some very vocal members that would yes, call there has there has been a few agro, vocal and yes, yeah, so there? I got right. tough and stricter and eliminated. Oh, well, so I've just removed some people from the group, and then it's been much, much nicer since. I think it's just difficult, isn't it? It's, it's so hard trying to find the right balance on the groups and and make sure that you've got something that people feel safe to speak up. Um, and that also, I forgot to put a proviso yeah, in front of dog. this video <laughs> at the front of this interview. Sarah and I both have two dogs each, and mine are being really peaceful and quiet at the moment. Um, and Sarah's are saying hello. <laughs> So we yeah, there's dogs going off in neighbors' dogs are going <laughs> off, and that set my dogs off. So if so, if anyone's offended by dogs, we apologize. But um, yeah, and if they, if they start, we'll, this is it. We we'll try and mute if necessary, but they uh, with four dogs to try and control. <laughs> Just two cats, so the cats are behaving themselves at the moment. But I'm waiting for one of them to just just like animal wars. Um, So, so that kind of covers really a little bit about about sing um, Mm -hmm. and about what goes on in there. And um, and then, so when you had your salon, so you had it for 26 years, and during that time, you and I both shared a similar path um, that we both had fairly life changing events, and you had at car accidents, you had two car accidents and I had a car accident and a horrendous vitamin D deficiency that kind of wiped me out. Um, but for both of us, it meant that we had to kind of look at where we were at and look at what we could do to make the best of the situation because both of us ended up with, um, Sarah ended up with, if you don't, if you're okay with me saying what, you're back. So Sarah ended up with like back issues and um, obviously as a therapist, that makes it quite challenging to work. And I ended up with my right hand dominant hand injured in the car accident and I've had to have two surgeries on mine so we've both gone through different journeys but we've both ended up having to kind of reflect on our careers just a little bit and Mm -hmm. Sarah um, as a result of some the way that she used to work in salon which I'd be really grateful if you can kind of share because I think the way you used to market (coughs) your business um, is something that although it is from back in the day and things were slightly different it still stands really solidly today as a way to help other salon owners maybe look at how they can increase their turnover whilst um, whilst not actually kind of challenging their bottom line too much and not discounting too heavily or anything like that. So can you just firstly, sorry, because I've just waffled on a lot then, mm-hmm. explain what it was you used to do um, and then also how you kind of use that, that process to transform your business and your career? Mm-hmm um for many years I was just doing the usual you know waxing facials body massage and encouraging people to book in for something that wouldn't normally do um and then I can't even remember how many years ago now it would be about 20 years maybe as long as that 18 years I don't know I came across um worldwide salon marketing and um run by Greg and he said about taking the treatments that you would normally do anyway but putting them into packages 
and giving them fancy names and something different so you're kind of sparking your client's imagination and um so I did that that we would do a facial and then that would be booked with a back massage and then with other bits and pieces so you'd tell them exactly what they're going to have in the treatment and if they booked individually for each of those treatments you're booking out a lot more time because then you've got to get undressed and dressed again and rebook the appointment yeah so to have those done in separate appointments would take up say three hours yeah. so you would have to charge three hours worth of appointment time or you should yeah. do um but by them coming in the one appointment you could narrow it down to an hour and a half so then you would just charge for an hour and a half's worth of time yeah um and then they thinking that they're getting this massive saving which they are to a certain extent yeah. but you're just keeping the treatment time down they're getting a fantastic treatment and lots of pampering at a much better price for them but yeah. you're not discounting so you're still getting your your that's normal it. hourly rate yeah that's it it and looks to the client doesn't it like a discount in actual fact value. if you price it if you do your pricing properly um and you make it into a set treatment and you follow say like well, well I've just been interviewing Carl Hinder about his pricing app you know if you if you make sure you price it effectively you will not lose any money and mm. the client still thinks they're making a huge saving but you're yeah. not you but it's just who those treatments seem to I know, it's just hours. including things like if you was if they've got a having a face and they've got the face mask on if you'd normally include a scalp massage with that you would give your scalp massage a value to it yeah so that they're just thinking that they're getting all this massive value which they yeah. are but it's just, you know, how you word in it. So then it's just a way of getting, say, a leg waxing client to book in and have something else done. So they'd be coming, instead of spending £18 a month with you, you're getting them to have a package treatment and they're spending another £40 with you. Yeah. And then we would find that clients would just book in. They didn't know that what they were going to have done, but they would just book their space anyway, because they knew yeah. that I would always do something unique <clears throat> that none of the salons locally would have done so yeah. it's a way of keeping your clients and stops them getting menu fatigue because they've had all the back massages the board of them back massages when I have something yeah. else done so this is just a way to keep them a bit more interested yeah. so um, I would just buy products from boots I say that quietly but, yeah, but because at the time you nothing else buy anything else without going to one of the big product houses and spending three thousand pounds on an opening order yeah. And then they would only have the same kind of products, which you couldn't then chop and change each yeah. month and do a monthly offer because they only had sort of like four products to choose from. Yeah. So I would have to go to Boots and buy whatever they had. So it would be themed. So like if it was end of June, beginning of July time and it's Wimbledon, I would do a strawberries and cream treatment. I would do something, you know, coconutty. Coconut always went down really well mm. um and then I can't even think what are the flavors I would do but I would do something that was themed with the seasons yeah and then of course people know me for my chocolate products and good. yeah and I introduced chocolate into my salon with one of the product houses that I used and we would just be busy all year round with the chocolate because we loved doing the treatments yeah. and that's um made the name locally for myself that people come for miles and miles because they'd heard about me with the chocolate treatments yeah so um and it is nothing yeah. for women for what there's I mean there is there's such a resonance with chocolate and if you can have it but it's like rubbed all over you and you haven't got to eat it there's no calorie count either I know it's just so nice <laughs> chocolate massage it's just one of the nicest things ever yeah. um so yes yeah, so I was just buying the products to do the monthly offers um, and plus using my product had so I used Algology at this point so they did marine 
and seaweed based products. Mm. And because I was in Felix Stoches on the coast, that was quite relevant. So they did some actually gorgeous products and treatments. So then fast forward to March 2010, I went on a workshop to learn how to make bath and body products and bath fizz and bath soak and bath salts, that kind of thing, with the intention of putting little bags of bath salts into goodie bags and handing them out to our new clients. And me being me, I've never got around to doing that. But then in the July of 2010, I was in my first of two car accidents and then um, I was sort of taking some time out because my back was sore. Got really bored, me being me. So I just thought about back to the workshop that I've been on. So I creative brain going is like, oh, perhaps if I do some scrubs and massage oils, makeup, <clears throat> instead of buying something out of boots, do something even more unique. So I tried to recreate this essential oil blend that I'd made in the workshop ran out of I think it was lemon essential oil so I swapped it for something else and that essential oil blend came about literally by two accidents from the car accident and Mm -hmm. then the accident of running out of an oil and that was I think I called it summer sherbet fizz at the time because it smelled like your sherbet fizz refresher sweets and it's had a few different name changes over the years but it's now known as my lemon drizzle so you know it's had name changes but the essential oil blend has been the same over the years so I made up some scrub massage oil for my then therapist to use on clients in treatments clients loved the products loved the smell wanted to buy the products so I went and got all my safety assessments and everything I needed to to do to sell legally so clients sold and bought the products and then it just kind of went from there so then I set up a Facebook page I think it's about October of that year and my original intention was to sell direct to consumers, but because of my background and salon geek, a lot of my friends on Facebook um, on Facebook were other salon therapists. So when I started talking about products, they wanted to buy them. So then that has always been my market has been yeah. selling to fellow therapists. So from their point of view, they're getting <clears throat> products that are created for therapists by yeah. a therapist that's so it. when that's I'm making such scrubs a lovely, and, yeah, yeah when I'm making scrubs and things I try and think about some of the products that I've used in the past and the bits are going pinging off all over the place and making yeah. a real mess so I do try and think of something and it's like right how can I make this so it's the the scrubby bits are contained a little bit more and not quite so messy so yeah. I can think about that with my therapist's head so um, it's good from a you know from my user's point of view that I'm actually quite excited because now I'm going to have my little treatment room at home that I'm going to be very 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 part-time in I was sitting thinking the other day "Mm, what can I order from Sarah now yeah my lemon juice though definitely yeah because I've I've never because I mean I've had some I've had quite a few of your balms and and a few like sort of more sort of client um gifty kind of stuff Mm. over the years which are always amazing um and the healing balm oh my god Mm. healing balm oh that is yeah, just good. It smells divine, doesn't it? It is. It is just literally you're just being coated in yummy. It is amazing, and it works too, and it does heal very quickly and very well. Um, mm. And unfortunately, I have run out. I don't know what I've done with my one, and I need to get yeah. another one, Sarah. And I'll have to pop some in the post for you. <laughs> but um, but it is so. So <clears> when <throat> you started doing all that, so then you began um, selling um, business to business rather than business to consumer, mm. and it kind of just grew. Mm. and turned into what did it turn into so what, um, what's it called 
um, Cognito Spa. So I've always traded as Cognito, so that's not changed. Yeah. Um, I've had many logo changes over the years because yeah. I'm shiny object and I'm always getting bored. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, I like that logo. Maybe if I could do something similar to that. So, yeah, my branding is always changing. But when I finally got my insurance settlement money for my first car accident, for those that don't know, that was July 2010, I had my first one. And then it was October 2011. I was in another car accident. I was in the same place both times. Um, so that's the whole other story. So I eventually got my insurance money through. That was September of 2015. So it actually came through just on my birthday. It was the day before my birthday. I got my settlement check mm-hmm. through. So a very nice birthday present. So with that, I invested in getting some labels professionally designed because up to that point, I'd always done my own because I couldn't afford to get them pre- pre- professionally designed. And I always hated them, but, you know, they did the job. Did the job. So I had them um, done, and then I went with the afternoon tea theme, which was just afternoon tea, which is just starting to get popular. And mm-hmm. so I had my lemon drizzle. Then yeah. there's cucumber sandwiches, Victoria sponge, Eaton mess, apple crumble came at a later date. We had peppermint tea and chocolate orange truffle. So, because um, even before when I was doing my own labels, I always kind of went with foodie kind of themes. Yeah. And so that's kind of where I've always gone. I think it does, it kind of, but that well. it kind of, it switches buttons in people's heads, doesn't it? Because yeah. you immediately, <clears throat> through the olfactory system and all the memory of when you've smelt those things, you can immediately, you know what they're going to be and you know what they're going to smell like, don't you? Yeah, and, and also for salons, if they're going to make, say, like a presentation tray, they can use just go to a charity shop and buy some old tea sets yeah. and a teapot and decant some of the product into some cups and saucers and put some the massage oil in a teapot or something or a milk jug and just yeah. make it a whole kind of ritual of it and just make it really really nice so instead of the client having a bog standard boring back massage they're getting this whole experience which means you can charge more for it Absolutely. so if somebody's charging yeah, it's I don't know. 20, yeah, if they're valuable. charging twenty-five pounds for a back massage, then you could probably say do twenty-eight to thirty pounds. So you're increasing your bottom line, but it's not costing you any more. Especially if you're right. just buying your bits from the charity shop. So a you're doing a bit for charity, and it just makes it look really nice, and you're just making this. Whole, that, and that's the one off. And it's creating the wow factor it? with clients, which I've always been about is creating that wow factor. Yeah. And um, so yeah, it just and it makes it that point of difference. difference. Yeah, it makes mm. it something different, doesn't it? And um, and so yeah. and so, what about the chocolate? Because I know I know very well that you re-released all of your chocolate stuff last year. I was I it last year? I'm, I've lost track of time. Oh, I don't know. I lose track of time. COVID, I start these COVID world. I do these things, and I stop talking about them because I get a little bit bored and I get off on shiny yeah. objects. But the chocolate stuff. Do other things. The chocolate stuff is amazing. But no, I've always been my chocolate. That was actually one of the first things I did for salons. Was you know donkeys years ago when I first started making the products because I loved them so much when I used them in my salon that I started making them myself so I picked out the things that I liked from the various companies that I used over the years and then put my own spin on it so we had the chocolate um chunks that you'd melt down and mix with massage oil and the company that I used you only had the one scented oil and I thought oh, I can do better than that so I ended up with chocolate orange which smells just like Terry's, got Turkish Delight and then Peppermint After Dark. Mm. And I currently have Mocha, which is coffee, but it's not very popular. So I'm going to 
ditched that one and I'm thinking about doing chocolate raspberry tort so the chocolate yeah I know that's really popular the Turkish delight in the chocolate orange are the most two popular and then peppermint's the third most popular the peppermint one would be nice and the thing is as well if people don't if people aren't used to aromatherapy and don't understand the benefits of what those different things do you know like rose is just is like the one of the most feminine oils that you can get and it's Mm. such a good relaxant and it's just so calming and it's so good hormonally and oh it's amazing peppermint's like stimulating if you've got muscle aches and pains and stuff it's going to help ease all of that and um and the orange that's another like nice one for the mind to calm and yeah, yeah. just the terrace with the chocolate orange one because oh really yeah there is there like is that, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> every massage comes with a free yeah i mean you could they i mean this is it that salons could do that couldn't they every 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 um chocolate orange massage could come with a you know with a complimentary terry's chocolate orange especially at christmas yeah well we used to do things like that that would yeah. theme them or if you don't want to go to the expensive not that they're expensive but um if you haven't done your prices correctly and your yes. profit margins are tight then you don't want to buy a chocolate orange then just finish enough with a hot chocolate at the end of the yeah. treatment then that gives you that or, way that you theme in your treatments yeah or you could buy that little chocolate segment like the little the terry segments couldn't you that come individually wrapped uh, yes you can get those now you couldn't sort of years yeah, ago you couldn't you get those now. But now you can so you could just and, use like a yeah. complimentary one or two of those couldn't you and that's yeah, going to so cost you a couple of pennies making that wow factor and just yeah. giving you that extra thing why a client should come to you because when I first opened my salon I was the only salon so there wasn't any competition so um you know I sort of did well to keep going for all those years but in the latter years it was because I thought about the client and their um their experience with us and and creating that point of difference and making it a wow so that they couldn't compare us to the next salon along so it just means that you can charge a lot more and I always did I was was one of the more expensive salons it didn't look fancy pants like some of the other salons but I would charge more because I knew that they wouldn't get these treatments that we did anywhere and that that UXP I I don't know where I've been sitting I've obviously been under a rock but there's a a new um a new I saw it as a job role actually the other day UXP director and I was like what is that but it's user experience apparently and I've never seen this UXP thing obviously we all know about USP Mm -hmm. uh, but UXP is like is is obviously going to be an up-and-coming buzzword and I think in with what we have that's going to be on our doorsteps what is happening now with recession and the cost of living and the cost of business Mm -hmm. stuff we've got to give our clients something that separates us from the next salon and makes us stand out and so you know there's lots of ways you can do that but providing treatments that are deemed to be very bespoke to that client and where they get you know and it is an easy you know I know if I went for a massage and I got a Terry's chocolate orange segment after I'd be quite chill I'd be quite quite I know it's just the little things that make such a difference and I I went to oh god I can't remember the salon what it was it was like a spa I can't remember who I don't know what the spa was called. It was at it was at Blue Water. I'm sure somebody can probably tell me. Yeah. Uh, but there was a spa at Blue Water, and they did a really strange thing where you, when you walked in, they removed your jewelry or at the at the as you walked in. So you took your watch off and you gave them your phone. Oh, very <laughs> strange. And but they took it, put it all in a little box, and they gave you a locker, and it all went in the locker. And but you lost your watch. 
Now, for me as a therapist, I found that I found that quite disconcerting because then you lose track of time. Mm. But I knew what the time That's was when I took it. Mm. And I knew what the time was when I got out of my hour long mm. treatment that, yeah, wasn't. Yeah. No. I think for me, that for me, that was quite disconcerting and I didn't like it. But and but what they did, they swayed me because at the end they gave me something that I ended up bringing into my salon initially. But I got bored of doing Unfortunately. <laughs> um, but making these beautiful, it was a um, I can't think what what it, it was like a bubblegum tea or something like that that they gave you, and it was like a chilled tea post-treatment where you went and sat. Um, and I probably was in there for a whole hour, but most but probably only about 40 minutes of it was the actual treatment, and the rest of it was all of the the Lots. surrounding <laughs> experience. <laughs> but um, and it was lovely, it was a lovely treatment, it was very, very lovely, but but that that little glass at the end, and I've still got actually they're in my cupboard behind me, um, or to my right, um, is the little shot glasses. And I had someone actually make little shot glasses with my logo on, oh, that's um, all in glitter. And mm. I'm not, I'm, I'll, I'll keep my brains going. Go and get them. Go and get them. <laughs> Don't go and get them. Um, but that, but I had them all done in glitter in my little Gladys that was my mod, my, my logo. Mm. And um, and I used to give everyone these little shots of um, a fancy tea when they'd had a oh, massage. No. But it's just something, isn't it? Just to, re- and I mm. think it's nice doing things like that just to help you refresh the client. This makes you more memorable as well, yeah. because otherwise different. your treatments are just so generic. And yeah, as I said before, when I opened my salon, there wasn't that much competition. But in the latter years, there was, and there's probably even more competition now. Yeah. And most salons have got a lot of competition, so they do need to stand out and make themselves more memorable. Yeah, and you know it's not down to just if you've got a memorable personality or you know I've got yeah. you can't see in this light but hints of blue hair or if you've got blue hair that's going to make you memorable yeah. but it's just the little touches that is like oh that was really nice and it's about it's all those little things that you're going to do to make that client feel like your most special client that day isn't it and I think if we can keep ticking that box for people then we're going to have better client retention, better client rebooking and all of that kind of stuff that will help keep our businesses resilient through what's going to be quite a challenge in six months to 12 months, probably. Mm. But, so what other, so where, how can people um, get hold of your products, Sarah? They can either message me um, on my own profile, which is Sarah Kogan Smith. Not many of us about, so no, there isn't, and that's why she's able to find me quite easily. Um, there's my Facebook page, which is Cognito Spa, the Bon Boutique. I have my product group, which I've just changed the name of it recently, and I've got to try and remember what it is. It's Cognito Spa, um, almost edible, oh, yeah, almost edible, almost edible products for your salon treatments, yeah, and website is cognitospartrade.co.uk yeah um, it is worth it and sarah does like one of the things that sarah does and she's i don't know is it as you're often finished for the, um, lip for the lip balms no i'm sort of doing those i did an early bird offer yeah. so that's now gone the prices will be going up first to october so it depends whether when this goes out as to whether yeah. what prices they'll get it at but current prices to first of october then they'll be going up and then yeah will be that price until yeah it, it probably um, will be in october. october so it will be it'll be too late for the early birds yeah. so <laughs> it'll be the um normal prices from the first of october yeah. and i'm really busy i'm sort of kind of like almost making them in my sleep but they're personalized yeah. lip balms which you've had before and you i have had and my clients all really so, um, and i did yeah, have they, which you 
which you don't sell, which you don't make anymore, was the bath bombs. Are oh, uh, the, the little petals? Yeah. Oh, they were so yeah. beautiful. My clients absolutely love those. So I know. Um, I remember when I had my shop and staff we were so busy making those, but I haven't got staff now and I can't make them because they kill my back too much. Yeah, I know. Um, I know. But yeah, with the lip balms, they're all personalised. So I get sent logos, and yeah. then they go on the sticker with um, possibly I've got a cat coming to see what's going on have you got a cat coming to see you (laughs) (laughs) yeah so the um lip balms that on the sticker some people just have the logos on others have the website and telephone details or they'll say thank you for your custom merry christmas anything like that so you can have whatever you want on the stickers and then i get them outsourced so then i get stickers back and then once i've made the lip balms do all the put the stickers on and then send them out so yeah this time and they are great I mean I've I when I had my son and I always used to buy I think I did about three years where I bought them and I gave them as like little Christmas gifts to my clients as a little thank you and um and they are great I've just used been using my I had my Turkish delight balm that I, t- that I had on holiday with me um and it is and they're, they're so they're so gorgeous and they're not super oily um they are they really are very very nice bombs um and it and it is it's just a nice way of like business promotion instead of having you know i mean obviously you can go on vistaprint and get mugs and bags and all that kind of stuff but this but is something that's really that. usable for your clients and um and they you know that i think they're, they're a few pounds aren't they the bombs sarah so it's not um yeah i think they're gonna be three 55 I think I can't remember without looking because I haven't um, been sending the new prices out yet but once he says I think it's 355 if they buy between 30 and 49 if they order 50 or more then it's three pound 20 I think and then that includes the stickers and postage so um is and they really are the I say my clients really love them and I I use them I've got I think I've got about two or three floating around my house yeah, and, you can use uh, them as a cuticle balm as well. Yeah. So they're quite multi-purpose. Yeah. And most of the orders that I've had so far, they've all been repeat customers. Yeah. So that's one thing I love more than an actual it, customer. But it is because, is because, it, because it works and it gets mm. you. And the thing is, and then you've got a client who's got your name and your logo. So every time they get your, your, their lip balm out, they see your name. Yeah, and then if they're using it in public, somebody yeah. else is going to see your details as yeah. well so um, and it is and obviously you can give them as a free gift or you can you know you can retail them retail, so if them. You retail them it's up to you but um but so yeah I just have to say and all of your stuff is all safety assessed isn't it and all the labels are available because with the lip balms um the labels aren't on them are they but they are available at the point of sale um, the ingredient labels aren't on the personalized lip balms but they're on my website and yeah. they're in the information that I send out to any inquiries yeah. so you can just copy that onto a piece of card so they just need to be at point of sale so just have them on your counter you know like Lush do they don't yeah. have ingredients on every single product but they have a card a yeah. placard or something next to the ingredient and um, next to the product so if you've got that then that's fine yeah but yeah they're all safety assessed and everything that's good and so so now I know that you you're just relaunching all of your afternoon tea stuff mm-hmm. so so what what can you get like in the range of afternoon of afternoon tea so we have lemon drizzle coke uh, not coconut I've got coconut on the brain now um <laughs> cucumber sandwiches <laughs> um and yeah so be yeah I'm gonna keep the eater mess until next year because that's more of a summary scent so So there's invest lemon drizzle cucumber sandwiches they've Mm -hmm. always been my two most popular and I love them 
the Victoria sponge, which is vanilla, chocolate orange, truffle, self-explanatory. So it gives you a chance to have some chocolate orange flavour without having to use the melted chocolate. Mm. So because um, not everybody's got the facilities to wipe the chocolate off at the end of the treatment. No. So we've got chocolate orange, there'll be apple crumble, which is apple and cinnamon, smells amazing. Mm. And that's going to be more of a seasonal flavour as well. Yeah. Um, peppermint tea which is an essential oil blend of peppermint, spearmint and rosemary. So that's good if you've got male clients because it's not too girly smelling. That's good for muscular aches and pains as well with that one. Um, So what products, and what what can they go buy? So scrubs and oils? It's just going to be, I used to do more products, but at the moment it's just going to be scrubs and massage oil. So the scrubs will be available in bigger sort of one and a half kilo tubs for salon use and the massage oil will come in one litre bottles <clears throat> and then the scrubs is just going to be 200 mil jars yeah. which is what I always used to um, do lots of and then that's an, an item that you can be retailing to your clients which is great for pre and post waxing help preventing grown hairs if they're going on holiday <clears throat> it's have a good scrub so they get more of an even tan which will then yeah. last longer and it's just a great retail item to have to boost your bottom line without having to do the extra work. Absolutely. is, And I think as well, you know, those doing those monthly offers and even like I've got, I know we're talking about all this and you're saying all those different <laughs> flavours. I'm just thinking it's like Christmas and Quality Street. <laughs> isn't it it's, but it's just but it is you have to just sort of visualize obviously it's afternoon tea and we've got it all on the table with all of the beautiful china and, and I think if you can sell it to your clients in that way then it's it, mm. it just creates treatments that you can use periodically seasonally as well um and like you know for Christmas having like chocolate orange treatments leading up to Christmas oh yes I've just remembered I did have labels for Christmas cake as well oh so um you can have a Christmas cake flavored treatment as well I missed the boat this year but I keep must remember for next year to do something like pumpkin spice Um, yeah because that's just I've had a few people asking me if I do pumpkin spice and it's like no and it's a bit too late now to do that because that's got such a short window for you to do those treatments so I need to although I have to say the people I know that that visit a certain coffee shop for their pumpkin spice lattes they will I suppose actually it's a bit like me and cream eggs because I start buying cream eggs as soon as Christmas is out of the way and I will be still buying them when they're selling them off for 20p each <laughs> and I know people are like that with pumpkin spice aren't they I don't understand it yeah. myself it's not my thing but um but some no, of those flavors are really really amazing uh, oh I know when I first brought out the apple crumble as a flavor mm. I had my shop then and had a couple of employees they're both called Sarah funnily enough mm. and so we had me as Sarah then I had Sarah one and Sarah two and um and then for a while I had a Michelle working as well and she'd say Sarah and we'd all kind of look up yeah <laughs> Like, which one do you want yeah so it's a bit of a standing joke for a while but when I did the apple crumble we'd made up loads of products and then gone home for the weekend and did our own thing and then come the Monday or Tuesday when we're talking about what we'd done over the weekend I'd made myself an apple crumble natural one that you could eat because yeah, of yeah. the smell from the shop and Sarah one she'd made an apple crumble as well 
<laughs> because again, these subliminal messages yeah. from all the products that we've made, this apple and cinnamon kind of scent that was yeah. just like, oh, it's so nice. That it's like, right, we need to go make this apple crumble. And we'd both made one. Yeah. I know, in actual fact, and you saying that, one of my jobs this afternoon is I've got like a massive box full of apples from the apple tree in the garden, um, which I've got to do something to before so that we can preserve them. Yeah. So I've got, I know I've got this huge, and the, and with the the tree's still heaving with apples. Yeah. So I've got, to, I've got to work out how you preserve them and treble. Well, you can just do lots of puree, can't you? Mm. Just um, chop it all up and just simmer it. Yeah, and then then know. you can freeze it, can't you? <laughs> just like I remember my mum blanching things. Yeah, you might be able to do that. Used to go on at, like September. Yeah. But, yeah, just cut them up into chunks and either freeze them like that. I don't know if they'll freeze all right, but if you make some apple puree, you can freeze yeah. that. <laughs> Baking tips from Sue and Sarah. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, so I remember another time uh, one of my clients, she's booked, this is when I had um, my salon at home and a client had booked in for a, one of the Coca Rose facials. And later that day, my daughter, who's now 17, she was probably only about 12 at the time, and she'd gone into the salon room to get something. And there must have been the subliminal messages going on in there because later on that evening, she decided to do some baking. She does a lot of baking, but she hadn't baked for about six months at this point. And then she just wanted to make some vanilla um, cupcakes because of the smell <laughs> in the treatment room. <laughs> Do you know, but it's off. funny though, isn't it? But you say, I mean, like, you know, I, I can remember when I did, when I started aromatherapy um, and we, we, and we did um, a whole evening just devoted to the olfactory system and how all of those smells that we take in, how they work in our brain and how those memories attached to the smells and all that kind of stuff and it is absolutely fascinating and it and when you have that you know if you can create a connection for somebody from that aroma to complete bliss during a treatment and relaxation then you know it goes home with them and then whenever they smell that they or they're taken back to it there's a whole thing it does because I used to have one client she would come in on a, every month for a chocolate facial <laughs> and uh, she had a German Shepherd dog and whenever she'd had a facial <laughs> the dog would always get absolutely mad and be sniffing her all over <laughs> and she didn't have a facial every appointment because she would come in every three weeks to um, have her nails done yeah and the dog would just be like nonplussed when she got home but every other appointment when she'd had the chocolate facial the dog would go mad and dog would go absolutely mad and this other client who Isabella had um been into the treatment room afterwards she had to get the bus home and I think she was getting some looks on the bus because <laughs> people like that yeah what's that smell what's that, that smell? smell and but I know that people have been in the sh- in the, um, the shower at the gym and they've used the chocolate orange scrub and yeah. then you, they could hear people in other cubicles. Yeah. <laughs> Why can I smell chocolate orange? Yeah. Where's the Terry's? <laughs> yeah, but it's, so it's testament to a good yeah. product though, isn't it? Yeah. If people go away and they can still they can still smell that aroma and they take it home with them. Mm. And I know some of the treatments I've done over the years um, and one of the companies that I've worked with, where they give and actually it's probably quite a nice thing to do as well with your treatment series like to do you know like a little wrist um a cotton wristband dotted mm. with the massage oil that you mm. then 
all the way through the rest of the day, you still get that aroma yeah. refreshing and settling that memory of like relaxation and mm. calm and all of that stuff that you want. You get that and it just keeps boosting the olfactory system mm. and the memory and the limbic memory being it all being put down. So getting all the aromatherapy based now. Like, I love aromatherapy. I, do you know what? It's the one thing. Yeah, I, I just had my clients going off wanting to eat cake. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm really excited. I'm actually just looking at getting myself a new massage table, and um, and I'm really and I'm and it and the table is turning into like a bit of a, a, a such a procrastination because I can't decide what one to buy, but I just can't wait to get all my aromatherapy oils back out because I haven't mm. used them properly for so long. And um, and to start creating all of that amazing stuff that you can create with oils, which is what you've done with mm. Cognito. And, it is, and I think if we just wrap up, I just say, you know, like this whole journey that you have gone through and that, that adversity that you went through with the accident and that, the injury to your back. And, you know, and it did. It stopped you from performing as a as a professional. Um, and although like me, you know, you carry on, you persevere and you keep pushing through and pushing through and pushing through. And one of the biggest things that we all have to remember is at some point you have to have an exit plan from your business. And whether that's through natural retirement or because you've had enough and you hate it or whatever it may be, or you have an accident or, um, you know, there's something that happens, you know, you have a life change of whatever kind it may be. You, you, you need to always have something on your back burner kind of thing, don't you? And I think what you've created, Sarah, is just is is testament to years of a, of a professional career that's given you an insight into a market that you can then create a new a whole new business um, mm. idea and revenue stream from. Um, yes, with the products, then it'd be nice to grow that. But I get to a point that I'm really busy, and then my back yeah. like, puts me back, and it's like. I, you know sometimes I struggle to get it busy enough that I can employ staff again but I need to persevere and with that so probably my exit would be to grow it enough that I could then sell it because yeah. I don't want to just stop and then it's all my years of hard work gone to waste so that would be nice to be able to um, grow it enough to have a decent value on it yeah. but also with um, the salon industry networking group I do have the advertising revenue coming yeah. in from that. And I do have a few ideas of how I can develop that. Um, so that's more of an income stream as well and grow that to, to the point that it would be <clears throat> a value to somebody else to grow. So I do have I two think, business ideas yeah. there as a, um, a strategy. Yeah, I think we all have to kind of recognise. Now, now I'm going to be um, chatting with um, Leila Tura in, a, I think, probably about another six weeks, I think it is, maybe. I don't even, she's probably not that far away now because it's in October. Um, but I know we're going to be talking about, like, multi-stream income, um, multi-income streams. Well, you know what I mean? I can't, yeah. get, I can't get that right Multiple away. streams of income. That's the one. <laughs> oh, my God, honestly, the menopausal brain fog is just, like, is doing my head in. Um, yeah, but but it is, and I think all of us have got to look at ways that we can kind of give ourselves safety nets and and create the best version of business that suits us and suits our bodies and our minds and um, and yeah and how we all proceed. But um, yes, because that's um, another thing I'm often getting people asking me how to make products and how to start with the product making. So yeah. that's one of my many of course ideas. in there, Sarah, is, you know this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> We've had this conversation so many we times. We have, and it, I've had so many people saying that I, shouldn't, I need to write a course, but writing is not my forte. No. 
um, I can come up with the ideas, but then it's getting the ideas into something yeah. tangible that I struggle with. So um, yeah, I just need a bit of help to actually put my ideas into a course content. But that's something else is um, showing people how to make products. And yeah. even if it's just something simple, like how the original workshop that I went on to, to learn how to make mm. bath and potty products, which they can then incorporate the products like scrubs and massage oils yeah. and incorporate those into treatments themselves and how to theme them each yeah. month. That's it, because so. I think it is, isn't it? The theming, the theming is, is, is really the crux of it. And I think that that gives you the opportunity to get marketing copy and all your content and stuff. You know, if you've whatever, whatever it is that you pick up from from um, Sarah's product line, you know, there's going to there's going to be marketing opportunities within that. And I think that's something that's really, really important around what Sarah does and what she offers. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, anyway, I think we have we've kind of covered everything and um, not gone too much. No, I know because I, I was saying to Sarah before we started, I was doing some interviews yesterday, and like I do like a chat. And me and me and Sarah quite often meet up and have a Zoom, and we can be on for hours. So we were very conscious today. We were going to try and keep <laughs> on track and um, and make sure that we didn't go on forever. Because I know a couple of the the episodes that I've I've been recording, and I'm sure some that I am going to be recording are going to be quite um, long, full of value, of course, because that's what's important. Um, but it's uh yeah it's it's been lovely having a chat Sarah and going through all that stuff that you do and if you want to meet if you want to um connect with Sarah do some on Facebook or on um, any of the platforms that she said Sarah be giving me like always I'll get all of the um links and they'll go on the show notes and on my website and um and you'll be able to go and buy her products and I really really can't recommend them highly enough and I know I'm going to be having some Turkish delight when I open my new salon I can't yeah, yeah. clients will love the chocolate treatments because I don't think off the top of my head I've got anybody anywhere near you offering chocolate. I know, this um, is it, isn't it? You know, and it, it's something that makes you stand out, chocolate treatments. And actually, it's something I was going to say, Sarah, as well, is that, you know, if you if you actually look up on, if you try and Google chocolate massage treatments, they are, they're not really there. There's like, there's virtually no company. Yeah, they were really, really popular years ago when I first introduced them. So it's about a 17, so about 17 years ago, yeah. I introduced them into my salon and I was one of the first salons in Suffolk to do them. And so we used to get clients from miles and miles around. Yeah, yeah. And then all the big salons and spas offer chocolate treatments. And then the main company, there was an Italian brand and they were distributed in the UK by an English brand company and then they stopped distributing them so that kind of died a death and because yeah. they weren't um available there weren't the press mentions and everything for the chocolate treatments yeah. so it kind of did dwindle down a little bit and you know I've been doing them off and on for a few years but I don't do enough with them talking about them and okay. the PR stuff so it'll be nice to have them yeah. mainstream but, and be a proper thing again yeah, it is. And I, I do think, you know, in these times, as we've said already, anything you can do that makes you stand out from the crowd and means that you offer something that's unique um, in your area can only be a good thing because that's what's yeah. going to keep clients coming back to you again. Definitely. And, again. Mm-hmm. and um, anyway, we will leave it there. Thank you so much for joining me, Sarah. And right, thank um, you for inviting me. Yeah, it's okay. And um, and yeah, tune in next time for some more exciting um new some yeah, I don't I don't even know who's gonna be next because I'm don't know when they're all gonna be edited and stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm sure the next one will be great too. And uh, I will see you all soon. Thank you very much.
Well, that was a really um, good interview there with Sarah. And um, we decided we were just sort of having a little chat after we finished recording her bit. And I'm going to pop her recording out so that if you want to take advantage of her lip balm um, early bird offer, which finishes um, on the at the end of September, if you want to do that, that will be available to you. So I will put this out as with um, my first episode back. And thank you very much, Sarah, for coming on. As I said, all links will be in the um, show notes as always. And I think as well, just like, you know, just sort of reflecting a little bit on what Sarah and I were talking about is just to be um, aware of how you separate yourself from your competition and doing things like the monthly offers that Sarah used to use in her business, where you kind of layer your treatments, you know, when you do take out all of those extra bits of like greeting time, paying time, resetting your room time and all of those kinds of things, you can save huge amounts of time that you then don't need to charge your client for. And they don't necessarily see that side of it. So they do feel like they're getting a discount and they do feel like they're getting something special. And it's a really, really good way to build um, client loyalty client re- and client um, rebooking numbers and all of that kind of stuff. Because if they know that you're going to do something like that every month, and I know um, a couple of other people that do this kind of thing, that, you know, they will book. If, you, if, you, if they get used to having this and they know they're going to get something amazing every month, people will book, like Sarah was saying, people would just book the time knowing that they're going to get something special. So think about how that could work in your business and how you can layer up a few different treatments that normally, you know, if there's a bit of downtime in one treatment, how can you utilize that downtime? You know, so if they're having a facial and you've got that time, like Sarah was saying, where you normally have a scalp massage, um, is there anything else you could be doing in that time? You know, think about how you can how you can build different things in. If you don't normally have a mask in your treatment, could you add a mask in? You know, that's a very low level um, costing and you could add a nice little mask in while they're having a scalp massage or an eye treatment, space masks, that kind of thing. Just think about adding all those little touches, um, you know, hand mitts and all of that, like the collagen hand mitts and things. They don't cost you lots and lots of money, but they can build in value into your treatments. So some really valuable points there with Sarah and um, and I will see you next time and hope you found today's episode helpful. Thank you for listening to Inspiring Salon Professionals. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, leave a review and share with fellow industry professionals that you think may enjoy the show. Links and further information can be found on the show notes or on my website, www.suedavies.org. Here you can also find some downloadable free guides that you may find of use. You can also hear from me and join the Inspiring Salon Professionals community on my Facebook group. Thanks again and see you next time. Bye for now.